Hello everybody and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Fetch Everyone Weekly Podcast. I uh, hope you all enjoyed Half Term. Um, Katie's making typing gestures at her keyboard because I think she wants to finish a comment. She's writing to someone on someone's blog, I don't know. What you doing? What you doing, Katie? We need to do the other bit first. Do it right, okay. And play the intro. <laughs> FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers and walkers and everyone else, including you and including you, Katie. Hello, where are you today? I'm here and I was writing a comment on Fizz's blog about routes into Bath right? and the toll bridge and I'm just writing about the little route that we took to get into Bath. Past the race course. Past the race the course. Yeah. And um, we went wrong on the way into Bath, but I finally got it right on the way out of Bath and it avoids mm. all the centre of Bath. Magic. Yeah. Magical route. Yeah. It's a yeah. good it's a good route. But it is a bit steep and windy, but it's very pretty and you don't have to go through the centre and you don't have to go over the toll bridge. But the point is is that it's a very important blog comment that couldn't wait. Yeah. We were watching something on I can't even remember what it was. Oh, is that programme that started last night? And it's set in Bristol, and it's a there's a missing person, and um, the opening shot. Mm. The first thing I said was, "I used to live just by that row of houses there." Yeah. And it's nice seeing somewhere where you where yes. you once lived being on the telly. Yeah, there were lots of places that yeah. you recognised last night, weren't there? And yesterday, in general, when we um, no, it wasn't yesterday. It was Saturday. We went for a walk. I was telling you every single road that I'd cycled on. On our way there and on our way back, wasn't I? That's Remember? right. Yeah. That is right. Because you're excited about cycling. I am, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. What have you been doing this week then with your cycling? That is a brilliant segue. <laughs> Thank you. I'll tell you what. Um, so, well, this month, if I can just sort of change the question a little bit. May I be perfectly clear? Um, no, no, no. No, 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 let me speak. <laughs> so, this month, <clears throat> or last month... Uh, um, I did... Hang on. Are we talking about October now? Yeah. Right. What is last month? Yes. Um, I did 243 miles of cycling, which is not only my highest mileage cycling month, um, beating the 103, so 240% bigger. Somebody's going to correct me on that. Um, but I've also gone past my highest ever annual total for cycling um, which was 272, but I'm now busting out 278 wow. as my peak me. Um, so, yeah, brilliant, huh? Very brilliant. <laughs> very, very yeah. brilliant. So I have been, yeah, enjoying it, but I've also got my first ever duck egg in my in my running monthly totals since I started. What the heck is a duck egg? Okay, so do you know like if a cricketer is out for a duck? Yeah. It means they've scored a zero and it yes. looks a bit like an egg. Uh-huh. And that's where the the duck expression comes from, the fact that it looks a bit like an egg. Right. So, um, yeah. So it's started running in 2004 and in this is the first month I've ever had a zero for a month, but... But that's all right. That is all right. Because I've been yeah. resting my calves up in the hope that they will be better soon. Yeah. Um, and I am really tempted to go out and try a little run this week because um, I have missed it. Mm. Yeah. There was a comment on my um, Facebook, um, the, the the site Facebook page earlier that said, cycling is, is for runners who have given up. <laughs> well, that's very, a that's not very nice b um how do you explain triathletes and c there was something else well you I... just can't explain triathletes can you <laughs> yeah. oh. um and are you still allowed to cycle if you've never done running before do you have to go through a period where you've tried running before you go into cycling uh, of course, all so. of you know the answer to all these questions yeah. that you're posing yeah so um, I, I said oh the great insight and the, and the guy said well, I have got a, a garage full of bikes, actually, so he probably yeah. f- 
feels my pain. Yes. Um, but there you go. It won't be long before someone says to you, and you know, the correct number of bikes is N plus one. Where yeah. N is the number the that number you've of already times, got. number of times someone's going to tell me that is N plus one as well. Yes. N is the number of times I've heard it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I feel bad now because lovely people have said that to me and, and I don't, yeah. I suppose I'm just illustrating that it's one of those things that people say. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Yeah. It's just a classic that people use. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm fast approaching the wetsuits. The ideal number of wetsuits is N plus one as well. So. Yeah. What What is N in, in that case? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. It's groundbreaking. I... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not groundbreaking. No, okay. is it? I'm, I'm just being daft. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that sometimes in order to feel better about what we're doing, we, you know, we do sort of go towards these sort of, these sort of, what's the word, cliches or yeah. sayings, but it's okay. It's fine to, to change over. And there was a quite a long time when people would say to me, and how's your running going? Or are you still running? And I'd be saying, well, not much, not really. And And then I'd sort of feel a bit bad or a bit sort of rubbish and I do sometimes still feel like that um but I'm not very motivated to run I'm not saying I won't I'm just not very really very motivated yeah like I always say and this is another cliche I know is that when you want it it'll be just yeah, exactly. outside the door yeah so or exactly. even or even around the living room yeah if you want to yeah I mean if it helps you at all with your your zero for October, it won't help you. I know it won't, because it, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't, does it? It doesn't matter what I've done. I've also got a zero for running oh, October. Okay. How is your swimming? Are you done with your training? Have you I, done I feel else? like I could talk about it more, but then well, like, that's it. all a bit one-sided, really, isn't it? So well, Get on to me in a minute. Okay. Um, well, I've, I've sort of two tips that I've found really useful that have, I think, helped improve my speed. Uh-huh. And my ability to cope is um, there's one that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, which was anticipating the hill and getting onto the the, the small ring on the front of yeah. the pedals uh-huh. earlier rather than later, so you're not having this big clunk when you finally have to go uh-huh. down onto that one. Um, I talked about that already, and the other one was, um, and I picked this up from one of the dads at uh, the boys' football match, mm. which they won two 0 by the way, which was very very thrilling. Um, but he has done like a hell of a lot of cycling, and he talks about. So I I explained about this massive hill that I'd cycled up and stopped for a bit of a cry at the top because it was mm. that big and mm. big and nasty. And he asked whether or not I was getting out of the saddle at all. Mm-hmm. And I said I'd kind of been avoiding it to protect my, my calf a little bit. Um, but he said that rather than trying to get out and stay out um, until you get to the top of the hill, which mm-hmm. I can't imagine me doing, but he just advised to go in and out like you're kind of like you're doing really short intervals. And like a rising trot. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's not like that, is it? <laughs> no, I don't know. You're being silly, aren't you, Katie? I've just realised by yeah. the look on your little face. Uh, yeah. That was one um, for the horses. <laughs> yeah, the, the horses love that. Like, I reckon what an some, idiot. there's bound to be some horses listening. Yeah. Um, so no, like 10 seconds of getting out of the saddle mm. and then 10 seconds or 30 seconds back in. Mm. And just using it. And I found that, yeah, it helps on the big hills. But on the small hills, you almost you can almost get away without losing any momentum. Because you just kind of mm. throw yourself into it for yeah. for those 10 seconds that it takes to get over that little hilly bit that would normally just kill your momentum otherwise. Yeah. Um, so I've gone from like 14 and a half miles an hour to... 15 and a half miles an hour, so no cool. no massive increase, I suppose, but it definitely feels yeah. like it's helped. And one last thing is that I did my first ever 50-kilometer ride, um, which was straight into a headwind for the first 10 miles and then piddling down with rain for the next five miles, but, 
but then quite lovely then, which might have had something to do with the wind being behind me and it being not rainy. Um, Very good. And I enjoyed it, and I also thought, well, I I didn't come home feeling like I was knackered from the distance. I could mm. probably have, if you'd said, oh, you've got to go out and do it all again, yeah. like now, uh-huh. I might have, like, sighed a little bit at the whole distance, but mm. it doesn't... It doesn't feel like I've hit that point where I couldn't keep going. Yeah, that's so. good. Mm. Very good. Yeah. Well done. So now let's do you. Well, it's not very interesting. I've had, I mean, I was just looking at my October and it's quite a lot of was all the way through. In fact, from the 1st of October through to the 17th, it's just walking. That's it. Right. That's what you mean by were. Was. Yeah, right. On my training log, there's a work. Yeah. And then um, and then there starts to be a few S's. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's okay. That's just the month I've had with the whole, the whole back thing. Yeah. I think I've recovered quite well from my back now. And I am at the point where I've done three swims per week for the last couple of weeks. Two in the pool, one in the lake. And that mm. feels good. I just want to increase my time in the pool now and increase my distance in the pool. The lake is not going to get, I don't think, much longer at the moment. I'd like to do maybe a little bit longer next week if it's not too much colder. Yeah. Because I think I could have done a bit longer. Yeah. And as we alluded to earlier, you are umming and ahhing about buying another wetsuit or possibly two. Oh, well, I've seen a wetsuit that looks like it would suit me from a swimming position point of view um, and it's got a hefty amount off it at the moment it's about 90 pounds off it at the moment um, so I've had that in my basket and then out of my basket and in my basket and out in out shake it all about like a rising trot a bit like a rising trot yeah and um, gosh the horses are going to love the podcast this yeah. week if we yeah. can get some cantering in as well. We, the truth is, is that we've we've given up on our human audience. Uh, you know, we're, we're probably never gonna. We're not going to increase that now. Yeah. So we are aiming for the the you know. Yeah. The animal kingdom. Uh huh. Um, Take that, Strava. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, um, wetsuit. About your wetsuit. But the other wetsuit that I'd like is um, a a thermal wetsuit for winter swimming and there's mm. one by Silvertip that gets no not by Silvertip Silvertip no there's one by Alp Kit called Silvertip right that looks really good it looks like despite the fact that it's got this thermal lining it's still really good for swimming and nice gives you a nice freedom of movement but they're out of stock unless you are characterized as tall and strong and i think there might be a medium tall available as well but maybe not um, so the sizing is quite mighty. interesting. <laughs> yeah. So the small is out of stock, which I think I would be. Mm. Um, and uh, they're coming back in stock in January. I'm on the emailing list for that one. So it's whether I also buy the thin one for summer swimming, but get it now while it's cheaper, and then have the thermal one when it... So I have saved up my pocket money, and I am genuinely thinking of these but it would be a lot of money to spend on wetsuits in one sort of two or three month period which just feels a bit kind of bearing in mind I bought one wetsuit four years ago and it's seen me through the whole time since then I'm not quite sure why I'm feeling like I need two new ones well you've just said that they're for different purposes um you've said how long that your current wetsuit has lasted you whereas for some people they get the fingernail marks in them and they go downhill quickly but you really look after it so and just for the record I don't give you pocket money um (laughs) I'm not talking about no I I know but for anybody listening they might think what Ian gives Katie pocket money or (laughs) does her mum still give her pocket money so no we we call it our pocket money but we just have a it comes from the joint pot and it goes into our pocket money accounts doesn't it yeah and then we spend it um, but it's it's not like there's no sinister situation 
This isn't a safeguarding issue. I've just done a safeguarding course, but there is no financial abuse going on here in this relationship. Okay, that's good. Or emotional, just to be clear. Or any other kind of abuse, in fact. <laughs> it's all Thank good. Thank you, I'm in the clear. If you, yeah. Um, well, it could have been me emotionally abusing you. Either way, I'm in the clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I found interesting, because I, I was had a, t- a tiny look at the wetsuits, and I've also been looking at um, bike shorts and things like that, is mm. they set a lot of store by exactly how stretchy all these materials are. Yes, they do. Like there's one that um, extends by 117%. Yes, I noticed that. And I know wh- why? I don't what? think I've even got in my head a number of percent of extension that I particularly look for in an outfit so that means nothing to me when I read it I just think well that sounds good I guess yeah but I I suppose you don't want it to be entirely inflexible no and you want to know how much effort to put in you're going to need to use stretching it to do your stroke or to move your legs or whatever yeah Uh, my when I first got my my swimming wetsuit and I tried it for the first time it did feel like a a real upgrade which makes complete sense because I've been wearing just like a, a child surf suit up until that point. This is all on the pocket money theme, isn't a it? A second-hand yeah. child's wetsuit from, from, from surfing days, from when the kids were small. Um, no, that wasn't your fault. That was just me going, well, I've got this. I'm not, I'm not going to buy anything else. I've got this. So I went swimming in that, and it was fine. It was completely mm. fine. But when I entered my first proper swimming event they stipulated that it had to be a swimming wetsuit that you were wearing you weren't allowed to swim in other Mm. types of wetsuits I mean honestly when I think back to the the start of the bantam swish I can't imagine anyone was there checking but maybe there was and I just just wanted to encourage you to do the right thing so that's why I bought my my swim wetsuit and it did feel like a massive upgrade getting into the water it suddenly had lots more movement Um, my swim position was better and all of those things Um, so I totally get why you want to know some things and the thing that I found frustrating is finding out the statistics on the the neoprene thickness for all the suits and specifically the orca suits have been quite tricky to get those stats on I've had to email the company to get those whereas on the outkit site it literally lists what the sleeves are what the core is what the bums is what the legs are mm. it's all like just completely listed which is just great because that's what i want to yeah. know i want to know what the thickness is i want to know you know how much warmth slash how much buoyancy i'm going to get from it so and same with the the cycling kit i've yeah. got i've got a pair of um gore shorts that i was sent i don't know seven or eight years ago yeah um that are in theory expensive ones and the, they've got quite thick padding on them. Mm. Um, but I don't find them as comfortable to ride in as the tri-suit that I bought 10 years ago mm. um, from Kraft that has thinner padding. But like maybe it's just in the right shape for my, my backside bones. Yeah. Um, my tuberosities, what do you call them? Ischials. Ischial tuberosities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when you're trying to buy new cycling shorts mm. it's hard to know what kind of shape like there's yes. lots of pictures of like a normally like a bloke with a six pack like posing with his arms on his oh, hips which, which websites are you looking at i haven't seen any of these do you want me to send packs? you some links or <laughs> um but they so they they show you like oh well he looks very stylish and, and yeah. handsome or whatever but what i really want to see is a picture of the i want to see the arse you want to see the padding <laughs> you want to see the gusset Yes, yeah. Why yeah. don't they just have that? I mean, I guess it's not nowhere near as as sexy, but it's useful. It's the information you want, isn't it? Try yeah. emailing them. Yeah. See if you can you can start a campaign. But I mean, yeah, I think it's it's really hard to know when you first start out what to look for. And I had some I had some tips on that, so it's definitely worth talking to different people about mm. the kit, which I'm sure you're doing. Um, and getting some information directly from the marketing department is quite good as well, because if they haven't got it on their website, then I just used the contact form on Orca and they sent yeah. me. But it was a bit, again, frustrating because I just asked about one suit, so I got the information on that suit. But I, I then replied and said, but what about all the suits? Can I, is there like a brochure somewhere that lists it on? And I didn't yeah. get a response to that. 
So I need to try again. Yeah. It's annoying. We are, we are athletes and we need to know the information. Well, I think if you spend a long time doing something, which with the swims that I'm looking at and the bike rides that you're looking at, you're going to be, at any one time, you're going to be in that piece of equipment wearing it for quite a lot of time, yeah. you know, in one go. And so, yeah, you do want it to be right, don't you? Plus, they're expensive. Yeah. They're expensive bits of kit. So, yeah, interesting. I think I had a point that I was going to make that I never got round to. Oh, and sorry, did I No, no, it's not your fault. I think it was me. I went off on a tangent. But I think what I was going to say was I've had this, my first wetsuit for, for all these years now, and I wonder if it has become more inflexible over that period of time through being dried outside and maybe being in the sun sometimes when I haven't quite been been good and got it in and you know does does it become more inflexible does the neoprene kind of degrade or is that the yeah. right word yeah degrade. I mean rubber on tires and whatever I guess gets all brittle and whatever yeah. after such a long time and maybe neoprene is the same I don't know yeah anyway I don't know but it'll be interesting to to get my new wetty and, and have a go with it. Um, mm. And I like the idea of the thermal one for the for the longer, colder swims. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Cool. There we go. I was just going to mention as well that the, the swim at Box End this Sunday um, was probably one of the nicest swims for a while that I've experienced there. Mm. It was just... It was 11 degrees. It was quite cold getting in, but once I'd got my breathing kind of sorted out and my brain freeze had eased off a little bit um it was so beautiful I, it's really hard to explain how lovely the lake gets in those colder months because the weed dies right down there is still quite a lot of weed but it's sort of nowhere near you and the water is so clear um it's just beautiful the colors under the water are really lovely there's this weed that's kind of lime green colour or a yellowy green colour or something I don't I'm not even sure you'd be able to reproduce it if you tried um that almost looks like it's got a cloud around it of I don't know I don't know how to describe it and the other thing that Winelegs and I both saw was an enormous fish absolutely huge thing as we both kind of went past the same bit of the lake about probably 30 meters apart from each other but we both managed to spot this massive fish so yeah, very cool. That's all I was going to say about that. So I'm really hoping I can keep getting in and swimming that lap for as long as possible. Yeah, it sounds nice. And what about the venue being open? Are they? We think um, they're going to stay open until Christmas, but after that, I guess there might be a month or so where there isn't um, a lake open. Yeah. Here, at least. Yeah, cool. Um, uh, site stuff. Yes. Um, so in my blog, I have... Um, dropped some pictures of a new home and away shirt. Uh, have you seen those? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in general, people seem to like the design. Some people saying they'd like one. Other people saying I've got too much kit. Too much kit, or yeah. all the kit I need at the moment, and that's cool. But I'm glad that the design has gone down well. Mm. So hopefully later on today I'll be putting up a pre-order, and it'll be quite a short term pre-order in that um, I've told Ron Hill that I will get the order in by the 5th, which is Friday. Mm. Um, so it will all happen pretty quickly. Um, and then they have promised to then get me the, the kit to me because we had quite a long wait last time because they were really busy. Um, but they've promised to get the kit to me by, I think it's the 3rd of December. Okay. Um, so even if there's a couple of days slip on that then yeah um it definitely be something that i can get to you this side of christmas so cool um look out for the link on the home page if you want one or in my blog or whatever um or just click the shop link um but anyway that's that and the buffs are still available to buy um and i'm hoping to get my hands on those towards the end of november but they've gone down really well um, and the other thing I've done is created this benchmarks league, mm. um, which, so in your own benchmarks, those are your fastest portions from all of your training during, you know, forever. And the benchmark league just pulls out everybody's best times for the last seven days. Mm. Um, you can filter it by age, 
by gender, um, by distance and by sport. So you can really zone in on the bit that you're interested in. So I was looking at 50Ks from people in the 45 plus bracket and just to see where my my cycling time was. I'm mm. about halfway up. Okay. Um, but it's kind of interesting. But the, there's also um, a button on alongside every single row on the table mm. where you can query it. So if you think someone has broken the land speed record for walking, yes. um, then you can report it. And if I agree, then I will strike it from the record and let that person know. Mm. And it's all relatively automated, so I don't have to do too much. So mm. report as many as you think are dodgy. Um, I found one from Oslot Spleens um, where he did a very, very fast 400 meter walk. Um, and so I, I sent him the automated message and he got back to me to say it was a zip wire. Uh. Um, so he was down in Wales um, at the, there's a zip wire near mm. Blindenfestinjog. Mm. And he said it was terrifying but enjoyable. Mm. So I'm getting to see all the reasons why people yeah. accidentally go faster than they. Uh, they reasonably would. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So go check that out. There's a link to that on the homepage at the moment. I was talking to Angie, who's the lady that massages me and also has been doing some swim coaching with me during the summer. And she has just recently done um, a half Ironman distance um, triathlon in Pagera in Mallorca. I think it's mm. pronounced Pagera. And she was on the bike coming down a hill... And she said she was feeling like she was really pushing it 20 miles an hour coming down this hill, maybe maybe faster than that, actually. And all of the elite um, pros came past her at great speed. Yeah. Um, so not just passing her, kind of dribbling past, dribbling past, <laughs> um, but literally shooting past her um, yeah. down this hill. And, she, and she's not, she's a, you know, she herself would say characterize herself as quite an aggressive cyclist and likes the downhills and is not frightened in any way at all yeah and these pros were just like flying past her yeah so do you remember we went to Cromford um Cromford yes and um we had a little cottage on the big hill yeah that goes through Cromford and and up Uh um and apparently there was some cycling race there Mm. a couple of years ago and the guy I was talking to at the football match um, went to watch it mm. and he said the pros were going up that hill up it as though <laughs> yes. like it wasn't there yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and it, I, it must be quite amazing to see them in action because yes. it's hard work but yes. they somehow elite athletes it's almost as if they're they're really quite good at it and spend and all their time and train really hard and yeah. do all the strength stuff and yeah. dietary stuff yeah yeah it's almost as if they're really dedicated to dedicated yeah yeah dedicated yeah. talented not like us part-timers <laughs> yeah so um good. that's some slight things lovely yeah anything you want to highlight um i have um i know there's one thread we want to talk about as well that you're going to highlight yeah. Um, but I would also like to highlight the uh, National Novel Writing Month thread oh, because yes. it's first of November, and that kicks off today. And the idea is that during November you just write and write and write and write, um, with the emphasis being on the volume of output rather than necessarily any quality. Um, when you get to the end of the month, then you can decide what to do with it or whatever. But yeah. rather than just sort of working on every single word in every single sentence and maybe not getting very far, you just mm. kind of go out for a, a long write um, and you try and keep up with the word count. And I think they the goal is to write something like 100,000 words by right. in 30 days. Right. So it doesn't matter what you write, you've just got to mm. bash it out. That sounds like a lot to write in 30 days. Yeah. I've no idea, though. I've never tried writing... Something That's, like that. Uh, what, 10,000 every three days, so 3,000 words yeah. every day. Sounds like quite a lot to me, but I'm not, I'm not someone who enjoys it, so that would sound like a lot to me, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
Cool. I, lo- I love the idea of it. Yeah. Probably, that's probably about as close as I'm going to get to it, but I love the idea of it. Um, and the other thing, and again, it's on a writing theme. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it's from Rich HL, and it's a blog called The Cack Table from the 27th of October. Mm. Um, and his work, I think, brings him into connection with a lot of book sales and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. So he gets to see what the you know when you see, when you see like prize winning novel written on yes. something or a highly talented author or whatever there's yeah. um they're they're sort of acknowledged euphemisms within the, yeah. the publishing world yeah um so it's a kind of a list of those and and what they really mean when you when you drill down mm. into them so mm. um I like his writing like you said um yeah, so go and check that one out so. Yeah. Rich HL, 27th of October. Yeah, I like Rich's blogs, just in general. I like his blogs. Yeah. Um, I'd like to highlight the coronavirus support thread. Um, not that you particularly need me to highlight it because it's quite often on the first page um, of the threads. But um, it's a very supportive thread. It's there to help people who are being affected by COVID in whichever way. So they may have it, they may be inconvenienced by it they might be finding it very stressful just in general but it's just a lovely thread that has managed to maintain a very supportive feel to it Um, and I can't mention that thread without us just talking about Cog um, aka Banjo Bax who very sadly died last week because of Covid he was in hospital with Covid pneumonia and being looked after I'm sure with as much support as could possibly be be given to him but unfortunately he succumbed last week to that yeah it's been sad and surreal also to because he's been popping up with and posting on there himself Mm -hmm. over the last few weeks and he's messaged me a couple of times yeah um and then he's and then he's gone um, so his his wife was in touch with us over the last few days, yeah. Um, because he was keen to give us an update, um, and I think that says just how how nice and thoughtful a, a guy he was. Um, that even when he was struggling, he wanted to share it all with his yeah. his fetch friends. Um, Yes, yeah, he... and, and quite how um, Mrs. Banjo Bax was, was able to provide us with those updates when she yeah. must have been going through absolute hell. Um, so we're really grateful to her as well. Well, I, I, I hope that she found the thought that there were people not particularly close to her in terms of like the physical closeness or mm. you know anything like that but that to to have people that were thinking of her and thinking of Steve and just you know being involved in in the it must be quite a lonely place to be so i i like to think that we we helped as a as a community there um i can't read it out but just to mention that there is a blog from from cog on the 18th of october which again just kind of highlights the surreal and also highlights the preciousness of life and um you know his hopes were very simple really and it was to get out of hospital and go back to his family um and it's just yeah I can't read it out but go and have a look at that 18th of October yeah yeah so um We we will hopefully do something to commemorate. Him. Yes. We don't know what yet or or whatever, but is is something that we're thinking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and but, his wife is in touch with us still. So. Yeah. So, everybody look after each other, please. Yeah. And yeah. Don't put off those hugs. Go give them. Yeah, that was one thing that your. Your boy came to visit. Yes. And one of the things he said was, if COVID's taught me one thing, it's it's not to put off 
yeah. some things. So if you're gonna, if you want to, yeah, tell someone something lovely or yeah, that they're annoying. <laughs> no, but if you yeah. if you want to tell someone that you love them or whatever, yeah. then do it. And he said to me as he was leaving, "Are we going to risk a hug?" And I said, "Yes, we." Damn well are. Um, so our condolences and thoughts and love and all of that go to um, Cog's family at the moment and we will keep you updated with anything that um, that happens from there. Um, yeah. And, and, and just thanks everybody for... We've, we've also read all of your messages of support and, yeah. and it's, it really shows just how many thoughtful people there are out there who are, who are part of oh, Fetch community. So thank was you. so many people waiting for news. I think we were all waiting for news. On the day that Cog died, I'd contacted his wife in the morning to see how she was, see how he was. And all day I was just nervously waiting because it just felt like from her message back to me that things were hanging in the balance and and um yeah they didn't go the way i was hoping but thank you for um just showing what a lovely community we have here i think the other thing um that i was going to mention at this point is if anyone met cog or or knew cog and um has uh, any kind of memories of him that they'd like to share um on the podcast then I think that would be a really nice thing to do and we'd really welcome that. Um, and so please do send us any recordings and Ian's going to go into how we do that at the end of the podcast as usual anyway. Yeah. Um, and we do absolutely love hearing your recordings. Um, sometimes they're happy, sometimes they're sad and, and obviously at the moment we're, we're really sad about COG um, but it would be really lovely to have some to hear some memories of people that have met him. So please do that if you can. That would be wonderful. Um, and we've had a couple of contributions um, that have come in um, over the last week. Um, one contribution is from Scribs, and we'll start with that one, I think, shall we? Yeah, sure. Yeah. This is a really nice, uplifting piece, as ever, from Scribs. Um, it's actually a, about a race that she's just done, um, but it's also the first race that she ever did back in 2009. So she's mm. managed to do it nearly every year since then. Um, but I'll let her tell you all about it. Um, so over to Scribs. Hi, Fetchies. It's the Scribbler here. And uh, I don't know if you can hear all that chatter around me. It means I'm at the start of a race. Uh, this is the North Tyneside 10K. Uh, should have taken place on Easter Sunday 2020. And uh, has been postponed and postponed uh, until today. So uh, this is a pretty special race for me because it's actually the first one that I ever ran. Uh, back in 2009, I think. Uh, it's very local. Uh, it used to run down the bottom of my street. Um, I'm a little bit further away now, but uh, it's still pretty local. The start's about less than a mile from where I live now. And it runs out from uh, North Shields, out along the seafront, up a hill called Priory Hill, where there's a big old priory at the top and towards St Mary's Lighthouse. Got about five minutes to go before the start. Um, I'm pretty excited actually, it's quite nice to be out racing again. Um, I'll speak to you later. See you later Fetchies. Hello again Fetchies. It's the Scribbler reporting in from the end of the North Tyneside 10k. And uh, yeah, quite a decent race today, given that I had absolutely no expectations. Uh, we've had pretty much perfect weather for it. It's uh, just pleasantly overcast, not too warm, no rain, and uh, the little bit of a breeze there was, I think, was behind us. Anyway, finished. Ah, I've not even looked at my watch an hour and 11 minutes something like that 
I used to pride myself that I could always run this race in under an hour. In fact, I even tried to pace somebody to that time once. Um, but I'm way off that now. But today I just ran, didn't really care. Was pleased to run it all, actually. Um, despite the fact that I've run, that I ran the uh, Great North Run Half Marathon about four weeks ago. I've never really managed to turn half marathon training into any advantage on uh, shorter runs and I think that's true about today. Today was just getting out there and enjoying my local race and one that has an awful lot of memories for me. Um, I can still remember standing on the start line. It was my very first ever road race and looking around and, and seeing all these club t-shirts with names of uh, local places and thinking oh oh they look a bit serious I feel a bit out of place but I ran that race really well and I felt really good about doing it and I felt amazing when I finished um and uh, yeah that's one of my really good running memories so I've been back pretty much every year since that first one I think I missed one because this race normally takes place on Easter Sunday so um, it's not always the same day but it's around the same time of year and one year um, I didn't run it but I came down to support it with a couple of fetchies <clears throat> and the reason I didn't run it was because I was doing the triathlon on the Easter Monday and uh, yeah at that time I wasn't quite crazy enough to run a 10k and then try and do a triathlon the day after I've done it the other way around though I did a triathlon and then ran an almost 10k yeah wouldn't do that now though anyway I'm just heading back to my car it's actually turned into a beautiful sunny Sunday and I'm just walking back along the coast looking out at the sea and thinking yeah that was 10k done another race ticked off and feels good to be back take care fetchies see you soon thanks scribs uh, i loved hearing the 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 hubble hubble bubble no it's not, it's not even Halloween. Do you mean the hubbub? The hubbub of the crowd behind you. It was mm. it was nice to hear after, uh, you know, 18 months, two years almost of, of silence. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. And yeah, I recognise that feeling of being, um, even right now, I feel like I can remember my first race and the... Uh, the serious runners around you and then yeah. and then you realize well hell I'm a serious runner I might not <laughs> I not, might not be winning this race but you know don't don't yeah. write me off I'm I'm here to do my best mm. um and it sounds like you've really given your all to that race over the years and mm. um whatever time you run it in it's still awesome and, it, and yeah. by the sounds of it you had a lovely time yeah there were a couple of things that I took away I, I also remember very very clearly the first race that I did that had lots of club fests it had a very much a running club feel to it because the first ever race was the race for life I think we talked about that a few weeks ago but then I did um I did the Luton Marathon in a relay team which um was just something that came out of a kind of a friend of a friend who knew that I'd done race for life and knew that I was thinking about them doing a 10k and and so she was like, well, will you be on our team? It's a team of three and you each do a loop, basically. So I presume that at that point, Luton Marathon was three loops of a course. Um, and I turned up on this and it was just such a different feel at the start. When I turned up at the start for the for the Luton Marathon relay, it was such a different feel to the um, the race for life. And just so many club fests and so serious and... Um, yeah, I felt like such a rookie, but it was a great event to take part in. It was really nice to just be doing one lap of that route because it was quite hilly. Yeah. And it was my first sort of serious club race. Yeah. yeah. You looked like you were looking something up. Yeah, I, I, I looked at the um, the listing for it to see if there was anything illuminating. And it's back in the days before we had um, latitude and longitude on race listings. <laughs> so it looks to me like... 
you weren't so much in Luton as in off the coast of Africa <laughs> in the sea. So maybe that's where your, your love of swimming <laughs> comes from, really. Oh, weird. Yeah, it was, it was a really interesting one. So that was one thing I took from Scribbles' piece. The other thing um, was the, the 10K to half, like taking the benefit of training for a half into a 10K. And I sort of accidentally did that in the year that I finally got 45 minutes for my 10K um, and also got my PB for my half marathon. But the half marathon was actually my main aim and I was trying Mm. to get under one hour 40 for a half marathon and I trained really really hard and then I stupidly did a 10k the week before the half marathon Mm. and as I say I got 45 minutes on the dot so 45 and no seconds which I meant well I decided that meant I ticked off sub 45 Mm. you can all decide for yourself whether that is right or not but as far as I'm concerned I've done it um, <laughs> you're shaking your head at no, me the, already. The question is, if you hadn't ticked it off, would you be willing to try and do that again now? No. Right, well, it doesn't matter when you've done it. Um, but then the following week, I tried for my 140, and who will ever know, no one will ever know, whether if I hadn't done that 10K the week before, I would have got my 140. I did not get it. Mm. I ended up on 142 something something having hit the wall at 10 miles and staggered home i mean the fact that i hit the wall at 10 miles and staggered home is still pretty it's a little bit better than you remember it's 141 26 oh that's amazing it is amazing (laughs) i still can't believe i did it to be honest um i remember standing in the pen at the start and looking around at the harriers bedford harriers that were near me and thinking oh (laughs) really there's Am I al- being a bit ambitious here? There's always that, am I in the right place <laughs> yeah. kind of feeling. Yeah. Oh, funny. Anyway, yeah, so they were the two things. So scripts, it is possible, maybe, in some circumstances, to improve your 10K from half marathon training, but I'm not saying that what I did was the right thing to do. It maybe yeah. took the peak of my half marathon training and shoved it into a 10K that I wasn't even that bothered about. <laughs> I got a... I got a 10k PB the week after I did London Marathon in 2008. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the, the good parts about having done a longer race and then yeah. doing a shorter one <laughs> is that, yeah, it's going to be painful, but you know what, yes, how that pain has felt for a very long time. Mm. and you know that it'll be over much quicker Mm. so you can almost kind of like live with it because you know that you have or that you can yeah so yeah oh funny um and now we have a piece from steve wjj i've always wondered how we pronounce that wjj but you're going with wjj i'm going with wjj maybe it's steve Uge. well i yeah it could be Anyway, um, Steve has sent us a race report from his virtual 10K uh, that Rue A has been organising. Morning, Fetch. It's Steve WJJ here. Uh, Sunday morning, and I'm out avoiding the rain. What am I doing? Well, I'm on Rue's virtual 10K run. Uh, I was daft enough to commit myself, so I've got to try and avoid the rain. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on the rain as the... As the as today's approached and it's been forecasting to be for biblical rain most of the time and when I set out this morning or when I got up it it was right biblical rain but as I set out uh, I seem to have found a window it's eased off it might be windy and a little drizzly, drizzly here and there but no heavy rain up to now I'm about three quarters of the way around thoroughly enjoying it. I've took one of the routes I, I really like along the St. Helens Canal down the Sankey Valley because it's, it's scenic down here and pretty quiet and I don't, and I don't mind that, I quite like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm in this fortuitous window now, no heavy rain, I'm about three quarters of the way around so I'm going to set off now and hopefully get home before this window slams shut. See you soon Fetchies, bye! Thanks, Steve. It's lovely to, to hear your voice and well done on finding that, that gap to do to get your run in. 
um, it sounds like you had a nice time. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like you chose the perfect route for your for your run. It's always nice if you find a window of opportunity and you don't have to be uncomfortable, wet through, wind in your face, all of that sort of thing, isn't it? So yeah. well done. But also well done for taking part in Rue's race. Yeah. I think I've seen Rue's blog today and she also smashed it, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I totally missed the fact that the this was something that was happening, mm. which says how much is is going on the site really yeah yeah um, but i've just looked it up and it's the rue races rue race number one Ooh. halloween 10k so it implies that there's another one coming yeah um but there were 10 entrants and looks like everybody had a good time and the race review everybody who's well there's been one review and they've given it all fives apart from the race photos oh. so rue if you're listening then your virtual race photos have to go up a notch. Yeah. And if your horses are listening, Uh hello. Yes. Tune in (laughs) next week. Was that a Winnie? Do it again. (laughs) No. No, I don't think so. (laughs) No, that's a definitely no. No, no. Okay. But sheep also welcome. Yeah. Uh Animal Kingdom. Still no paywall. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, thanks, Rue, for organising it. Thanks, Steve, for, for sending in your contribution. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, this week, then, what have you got? This week, I would like to do some more swimming, and that's about all. I'm, and, I mean, I've been really good at doing my core work every day. I'm not, I'm not logging it because it's every day, and that's just, you know, I just want to get on and do it. And it's about somewhere between five and ten minutes each day doing core work, stretching, a bit of foam roller. And I just want to keep on going with that because I think it's good for me to do those things. Yeah, I think it's doing me good. I'm not going to even mention run walking. Okay, I'll do that then because I am going to go and give it a go this week um, and hope that um, my calf goes, oh, I remember this and I quite enjoyed it. So let's do it again sometime rather than telling me to stop it. Um, but I also uh, plan on carrying on with my cycling uh-huh. in and around, not not in the runs, but around the runs. Yes. So not in and around. No. Um, because I'm enjoying that. And yeah, well, cool. yeah. Excellent. Sportive on the horizon. Oh, yeah. We've talked about an Isle of Wight bike ride, haven't we? Yeah. There's one called the Randonie, mm. which has been going for years and years, is free to enter. And there's about 3,000 cyclists yeah. on the Isle of Wight that kind of just go around the edges yeah. in May. So that's a, that's yeah. a maybe. But there's yeah. also a whole bunch of others yeah. that are out there as well. Cool. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for listening, if indeed you still are. And we talked about your um, sending in your recordings for uh, for Banjo Backs, a.k.a. COG, or for anything at all, really. Um, so record it on your phone. Um, insider information, that's what we're recording this podcast on. Um, so record it on your phone with your voice app and then forward it to podcast at fetcheveryone.com. Um, we love hearing from you. Um, yeah. Try and minimise the background noise, unless it's interesting background noise. In yeah. which case, try and point us at it because we love to hear it. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you want to get a little notification or whatever from your podcast app. We're on iTunes and Spotify and a couple of other different um, services. Katie's colouring in a little flower on a notepad. So with that, we will bid you cheery bye. Adieu. Adieu to year and year and year. All right. Ta-da.